Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Taylor from the New York Gun Guys podcast. Today, uh, unfortunately, we're going to be talking about the tragedy in Texas as a gunman entered an elementary school and killed 19 children and two teachers. We all know what happened, but um, what are we going to do to try and prevent it in the future? Also, remember to check out our other episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere else you find podcasts. Also, check out our social media at NY Gun Guys on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, let's get into it. Welcome back, everyone, to the New York Gun Guys podcast. My name is Taylor, and um, today we're going to be talking about, um, among other things, the tragic uh, shooting that happened in Texas at the elementary school. Um, Listen, it's not an easy thing to talk about when 19 kids are innocently killed and two teachers as well. Um, You know, I have a son. He's young. He's 18 months, 19 months old. But, you know, you think about what the world is going through and what people are going through and the issues that they have and how ultimately somebody else's issues can come into your life and affect you in a way. And, you know, I've said on a previous on many previous episodes that people in this world and this society just need to be better individuals especially towards one another and you know if you have issues if you see people having issues help them get help talk to people um it was clear as more evidence comes out that this individual who perpetrated this attack um pretty much made it widely known that he might be somebody who would cause harm to others. I think I was reading today that on one social media platform, he was known, his screen handle was the Ubo School Shooter or something like that. If somebody has a name like that, like, what are we doing? You know? This person had issues. And on previous episodes, we talked about mental illness. And, you know, without a doubt, this person... Is mentally ill. This is, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to mince words. I'm not going to say, well, he knew what he was. No, this this goes beyond anything, I think. <clears throat> and, you know, the now the argument in this country comes to, well, how can an 18-year-old buy an AR-15? You know, Joe Biden, the president of the United States, on the 25th tweeted, Quote, the idea that an 18-year-old can walk into a store and buy an assault weapon is just wrong. What in God's name do you need an assault weapon for except to kill someone? (sighs) You know, he also said that, um, this is, I'm just reading from Breitbart here. Uh, What in God's name do you need an assault weapon for except to kill someone, he asked, during a speech reacting to the school shooting in Texas. The president repeated his talking points that owners of assault weapons like an AR-15 did not need them for hunting unless the deer were wearing Kevlar body armor. We get it, President Biden. You want to make your jokes, and you want to try and use hyperbole in a really bad way to prove a point. The Second Amendment is not written for hunting. Ultimately, it was written to keep people like you in check. Some people argue that it gives people the license to kill innocent kids in schools. And I think any rational person would say that that's a nonsensical thing. It's a nonsensical argument. Um, 
he said it's just sick. So basically saying, you know, why do you need an AR-15? It's just sick. Well, if you're a law-abiding gun owner and you have an AR-15, apparently Joe Biden thinks you're sick. And this gets into uh, an episode I did um, recently where John and I were talking about mental illness and how basically I was saying that they could say that gun owners who own AR-15s are, quote, mentally ill or, quote, sick. And this is the president now saying this. So, I, you know, I did have a reason for the way I think and the way I, I use words. And I try to be a little more careful about how I use words, especially now that I'm in the public and putting my views out there for everyone to listen to. Um, so, you know, Joe Biden talking about this is makes makes people really just want to tune out but i think you really have to tune in so here's a clip from the associated press basically saying the second amendment is not absolute um it was uploaded on the 25th of may and it's just uh, a few couple of minutes here we're just going to give it a listen and uh, we must ask when in god's name will we do what needs to be done if not completely stop, fundamentally change the amount of the carnage that goes on in this country. To state the obvious, and Corey and a lot of other people here, I'm sick and tired. I'm just sick and tired. We all are sick and tired, Mr. President. We're sick and tired of the gun violence that plagues our cities and our communities. Um, May 28th, 2022 updated Chicago Sun-Times, homicides in Chicago, a list of every victim. 225 victims were killed in Chicago in 2022. The year is not even halfway over, and there are 225 dead people in Chicago due to gun violence. And I don't want to use that term in a leftist PC gun-grabbing kind of way, but, you know, some people say you can't compare... uh, you know, Texas to Chicago, you can't compare school shooting, the massacre of innocent children to people in Chicago. It's like, well, you know, why not? Why can't we compare gun violence, mental health, socioeconomic problems, gang violence? Why can't they all be compared in one way or another, or at least lumped into the same category? Because ultimately people are dying. And like I said, um, in other episodes, nobody gives a shit about people in Chicago. But when 19 kids are killed in a school, People care more because people have kids. People did go to elementary school. People, you know, know, they they send their kids to schools and they worry that something might happen. You know, back in the day, they had duck and cover drills for nuclear bombs that might have gone off if Russia, you know, started World War III in the Cold War. Well, now they have to worry about deranged people coming in with a firearm, right? So my comparison to chicago versus let's just say a mass shooting whether it be in texas buffalo newtown sandy hook you know parkland whatever is that these politicians are sick and tired when people are outraged nobody's outraged about what happens in chicago but everyone's outraged about what happens in an elementary school i'm going to keep going here with this uh video clip what's going on it continues to go on i spent my career as chairman of the Judiciary Committee and as vice president, working for common sense gun reforms, as I said, as a senator and a vice president. While they clearly will not prevent every tragedy, we know certain ones will have significant impact and have no negative impact on the Second Amendment. Second Amendment is not absolute. I'm going to pause you right there, Joe Biden. <clears throat> A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. 
it seems pretty absolute in my opinion. It seems pretty absolute in the fact that it is a list, the Bill of Rights is a list of things that the government cannot do. They cannot infringe your right to free speech. They cannot infringe on your right to your freedom of religion. They cannot infringe on your right to keep and bear arms. They cannot infringe on your personal property, on your rights, your personal papers of fact, house, property, etc. There's things that the government has to be hands-off with. So Joe Biden, I know it's an unpopular opinion to say, but I think the Second Amendment is absolute. You can't... That's just my opinion. And I think many people listening to this will also agree with that. But at the same time, people like Joe Biden want to limit the Second Amendment. They want to slowly take it away. They want to call for, quote, common sense gun safety. And while it won't prevent every tragedy, it might have prevented this one. You can't say that, Joe. You can't say what it might have done, only what it will do. And we don't know what it will do. So we can't say for certainty about anything, I suppose. When it was passed, you couldn't own a... You couldn't own a cannon. Bullshit. The bullshit meter here at the New York Gun Guys just hit unprecedented levels. Um, President Biden, I doubt you will listen to this or you will hear it. Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe you will. Who knows? First of all, just, again, I don't like you. <laughs> just to put that out there on Front Street. Secondly, um, you could own cannons. That's how the war was fought. We weren't a country yet. The government, there was no government. There was just a loose association of states and militias. And people had privately funded warships. People had cannons. We made our own firearms. You know? <clears throat> so, President Biden, you could own a cannon back then. Granted, not a lot of people did because, you know, it was a costly endeavor. A cannon at the time, that was like having an F-22. You know, that was like having the, the top military technology. But people did, and they had these private warships that were contracted by the up-and-coming uh, governments of, of the, the newly soon-to-be-formed country to fight the British. So, bullshit, Joe Biden. You couldn't own certain kinds of weapons. You know, he says you couldn't own certain kinds of weapons, but there wasn't really that many weapons back then. There was cannons, there was artillery, there was muskets, there was swords. I mean, it's not like today, you know, with the plethora of different available firearms that have come as a consequence of technological development. It's just always been limitations. But guess what? These actions we've taken before, they saved lives. And they can do it again. What actions are you talking about? Because as time has progressed, gun control measures have become ever more increased. Uh, back before 1994, you didn't, you didn't undergo a background check to buy a gun. You just basically had to attest that you weren't a criminal. You know, before that, the 1986 ban on machine guns, you know, the Firearm Owners Protection Act, the Gun Control Act of 1968, gun the National Firearms Act of 1934. I mean, you see how from 1934 to 68, 68 to 86, 86 to 89, 89 to 94, 94 to 2004 when the, when the assault weapons ban expired. The frequency at which gun control reg regulation increased, it, it increased as time went on. So nowadays we have all this gun control, but... It, it doesn't seem to be working. Why? Because guns haven't changed. People have. And it's a people problem, and you need to address that, Mr. Biden. Or President Biden, excuse me. The idea that an 18-year-old can walk into a store and buy weapons of war designed and marketed to kill is, I think, just wrong. You know what I think is wrong, Mr. President, is... You know, 18-year-olds who sign up for your military and go to some godforsaken country and get their fucking limbs blown off by people that we shouldn't be involved in a war with in the first place. Again, that's a personal opinion, and some people might take issue with that, but 
you know, we as a country, 18 is a reasonable age where you can live on your own, buy a house, buy property, join the military. You can do, you, you could do what you want, basically. You could vote. And whether you go into the store and buy an AR-15 or a double-barrel shotgun, which you seem to be quite fond of, there's no difference. Guns are inherently designed to kill people. That's what guns are for. And to use that as some sort of profound, oh, gun that's only designed to kill people, that's, that's disingenuous, in my opinion. That's misleading. It just violates common sense. Even the manufacturer, the, the, the inventor of that weapon, thought that as well. You know, where's the backbone? Where's the courage to stand up to a very powerful lobby? The gun lobby, the evil gun lobby, the evil gun manufacturers and the gun lobby conspire to kill Americans. I'm, I'm really tired of everyone blaming everyone else except for the people that commit these crimes. There's more guns than people in this country, yet the statistical likelihood of a of a mass shooting, a, a tragic school shooting in this instance, you know, I hate to say it is incredibly low, and I'm not meaning to downplay the incident that happened at all, but when you look at the overwhelming majority of firearms in this country that aren't used to commit crimes, that aren't used to kill people, that aren't used in a criminal way, Mr. President, you, you really have to look at that and say this is a tragic event that happened, but we shouldn't blame gun manufacturers and the gun lobby because the, most of the people, the, the, I would say almost all the people that are involved in this don't want their, their products used criminally. Same thing with cars. You know, are we going to blame the, the, the auto industry for all the drunk driving deaths? When are we going to be tough on the alcohol industry or the tobacco industry? Which, you know, in my opinion, is a terrible thing that, you know, doesn't get talked about. Drunk driving and, you know, people that kill themselves with cigarettes. I mean, I don't smoke cigarettes and I know people out there do, but it's a conscious choice people make. But again, you know, that's a whole, healthcare is a whole different issue that I won't get into in debate, but just on a parallel thing. You know, the industry, the lobby, the manufacturers. We're here today for the same purpose, to come together and say enough, to act. We must. We're going to do something. We're going to act. Mr. President, this person who had committed this terrible, tragic shooting bought a firearm legally. You know, it's a it's a common thing you see where these people who commit these acts buy a firearm legally, they pass a background check because they never had any interactions with law enforcement. Maybe they were known to law enforcement, but they were never charged with anything. This kind of gets into um, something I wanted to talk about. I'm not an expert on security. I'm not this gun guru. I'm not this tactical assessor of situations, but... Talking it over with John, we, we kind of came up with a few things that maybe that schools can implement or in our opinion, again, people are more than welcome to comment and say you're wrong or, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. That's fine. This is just our opinion. You know, I recently had to go back to my high school for uh, to pick up some paperwork for something, and I was surprised to see how things have changed. I graduated high school over uh, 10 years ago. And when I was in high school, you know, there was no control at the front door. People came in and out. Kid would prop open his side door, go out, smoke a cigarette, go out to the parking lot, whatever, come back in. 
when I had to go back to my high school um, recently within the, the year, um, you, there was a like a Sally Port door, like a double door in the front, and there was a security guard behind a glass, and you had to give your name, your ID, in order to get in after you know the morning bell or whatever. State a reason why you're there, obviously, and then I never went into the school physically. I had to wait in that little vestibule area to be given the paperwork that I went in there for. Um, and again, you know, the other doors, that was the main entrance into the school. So, um, you know, doors that function properly and are secured for only one way access out, but not in, obviously you want doors to be available for egress in case of emergency fire, et cetera. So having those doors regularly checked to make sure a kid didn't prop them open or a teacher didn't prop them open to, to go through that once the class, once school is in session. Um, you know, again, and just like what I talked about, um, the main entry building, you need to have a checkpoint system, you know, um, and I was very surprised to see that, you know, I mean, it, it would have been, I was thinking about it when I was standing there cause I'm like, wow, this is like really now a thing. Like school security is really now a thing. This isn't, you know, going out, cutting class, whatever, you know, it, this is now a thing where they take it very seriously. And I think that's a good thing. Um, <clears throat> armed guards at schools. This is a thing that's controversial in in some people's minds, but you know, John brought up a good point when we were talking. He said, "Children in public schools are in the custody of the state and should be protected to the full extent by the government." You know, Governor Hochul and Governor Cuomo and all these people are protected by armed security. Penn Station is protected by armed security. Why, in this day and age, then are our school children not as important as that? And I'm not saying some dude should be kitted out with an AR at the front door, but you have different levels of security. You have physical security, you have passive security, you have security that people don't even see. And that's the whole point. It's a deterrent. Knowing that you will be met with someone by someone with a firearm might deter you. Now, I know this might be, you know, a little controversial, but... Um, there were some statements that were made by the Buffalo shooter, part of his manifesto, and I don't know how accurate this is or how truthful it is. I'm just going to read one of them. And um, <clears throat> pardon my use of language here, but this is a quote by this person. He said, when he was planning out his attack, he said, New York has, quote, cucked gun laws. Assault-style rifles and high-capacity magazines are illegal for civilians to own, thus lowering threats from law-abiding civilians. So people who choose these targets know that first graders aren't going to be armed. They're not going to meet resistance, and they could cause as much death, carnage, and mayhem as they see fit. Um, and, you know, there's a, there's a kind of a statement here. It says, no reason why banks should have better security measures in schools. Why are we protecting money and property more than we're protecting our kids? Um, another point here, many school security guards are retired cops. Schools can easily authorize retired law enforcement to carry their farms and school grounds to add a layer of protection. This measure would allow for schools to add armed guard without adding any additional personnel. Um, that's something that I believe would have to be run through, you know, the school board voted on by the parents and the people who were in the community. Um, you know, and another thing, Kathy Hochul's new proposal to ban body armor would take away another tool used to protect children by making Kevlar backpack inserts illegal. And like I said, you know, um, depending on when this episode comes out, but a Kevlar or a body vest or body armor is the most passive form of self-defense. It's literally pieces of fabric that you put on you or put in a backpack 
and you know, it's kind of fucked up that we have to think about this nowadays, but you know, if you got deranged people, you might as well say, Hey, listen, I'm just going to do something here. Give me the best chance to give my kid the best chance. This is your magic backpack. Anything happens, hide behind it. And it's fucked up. This is really fucked up that we have to think like this. But at the same time, you know, people say that taking away the guns is the thing to do here, but it's not. It's really not. Because the overwhelming, like I said, the overwhelming majority of firearms and gun owners are not these people. So, Kathy, Governor Hoka wants to take that protection away from people. She wants to make it a misdemeanor first and a felony. I mean, you're going to you're going to give a kid a felony? Like go fuck yourself, governor. Really. Um so schools need to be thought of and reassessed as basically a secure area. I mean, kids are left there all day, 5 days a week, you know, long hours sometimes after school and You're not going to be able to stop everything, like Joe Biden said. But at the same time, having a deterrent, having a system in place, having, you know, checks, that's at least the, quote, do something that I think people should be talking about. Not taking away people's firearms, not taking away people's rights, not limiting people's rights. I mean, yeah, an 18-year-old can go into a store and buy an AR-15, but they could also buy a shotgun. They could also buy a deer rifle, you know, California passed a law that said you had to be 21 to buy a firearm, which um, I believe it was one of the courts there deemed it unconstitutional. So now they have you have to have a hunting permit in order to get a gun at 18. And then when you turn 21, you don't need it. But it's like, again, the Second Amendment is not about hunting. And Joe Biden thinks the Second Amendment is not absolute. It clearly is, you know, just like a lot of our other rights. Free speech. Yeah. You know, you can't go around saying, I'm going to, you know, kill you. You can't say that. You can't make threats to people. That is illegal. I mean, yeah, so you could argue that the freedom of speech is not illegal, but, I mean, it's not absolute. But at the same time, the majority of speech is protected speech, even hate speech, even speech that you don't agree with. You could say something as long as it doesn't hurt anyone and nobody could do anything. You could have a gun as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. That's basically what what it is. It's like your, your rights are for you. It's not to hurt other people. It's not to inflict damage. It's not to slander. It's not to cause mayhem and panic and incitement in, within people. Um, there are new developments about, you know, what what's coming out. There, there's things coming out now about the shooter and everything. Um, you know, the New York Times here, I'm, I'm looking at an article. The headline is, the Texas gunman texted a friend that he was going to shoot his grandmother and was about to, quote, shoot up a school um, <clears throat> minutes before carrying out the attack. Um, but this person he texted uh, was apparently in Germany and um, that they met on this social media platform, Ubo. And, um, you know, this guy apparently was talking with all these people on this, this social media platform. He shot his grandmother in the face. Uh, luckily, the latest news is that she is recovering, but she's still unable to speak. I mean, how do you murder your grandma? Jesus Christ, man. And I mean, how do you murder 19 kids? But like, it, it you know, it's just, it's just wild, man. I don't know. There's really not much I could say about it. There's really not much that I could say that hasn't already been said to express kind of tragedy, grief, and everything that's going on. I'm not some soulless, heartless asshole. You know, we have to balance in this country's 
personal people's personal rights and responsibilities with taking into account the people that shouldn't have them. Um, so I think that, you know, in this case, the, this, this person was speaking with people on the internet. And again, I spoke about this with the Buffalo shoot, the uh, guy that shot the people in the supermarket at Buffalo as well. You know, he talked to these people on the internet and he was showing signs that, you know, things weren't right. And maybe if these people spoke up, they could have stopped him or said something. I mean, I don't know about people overseas, you know, obviously, but I mean, all it takes is just one or two people to, to kind of break the chain of things, you know, you, especially in this day and age, you could send a screenshot of something to the police or, you know, call the FBI on somebody. I mean, worst case, I suppose. But in this case, if you think somebody's going to go shoot up a school, do it. Locally here, there was a news story about a, a teenager in Bellport who allegedly made a threat on like Snapchat, it said, you know, school shooting at Bellport tomorrow. Hmm. And it got somebody reported to the police. He was immediately arrested and now he's going to be charged. And the, the police are saying, you know, we take this seriously. Like, this is not a game. Even though they say, looking into it, it was most likely a prank gone wrong. I mean, you know, you can't, you can't, that's not a prank. That's not funny. I have a fucked up sense of humor, but that is not funny, man. You know? And, I'm glad that even if it was a joke or a prank that people said something about it. Um, <clears throat> so think about if you, if you have kids and you go to their school, think about what you see, how they handle things and don't be afraid to speak to somebody. If you think that there's better ways to do things or that, Hey, you know, I was able to get in here. No problem. Or, you know, why are there kids out and about on a school day? How did they get out of the school? Why aren't there people watching this? You know, um, have see if there's meetings you can go to where they might talk about these things, you know, and be rational, be reasonable, don't be confrontational. I mean, confrontational to a point, but you know, have a point, prove it, and don't be an asshole. Because really, like I say, we all just need to be better to one another. Um, in this world, so um, with that, there's not really much more I could say on this, but I really just wanted to get my thoughts, our thoughts out there and, uh, express, you know, what I feel about this. And, um, you know, a lot of times I'm usually kind of joking and quite happy and whatever on podcasts, but you know, talking about 19 dead kids, man, this, this is rough. This is a rough one, especially for people, like I said, who have children or who, um, who care passionately about the second amendment and who don't want to see our rights taken away because of deranged, individuals the the, the the statistical outlier of deranged individuals and how now our politicians and our elected officials are talking about taking away our rights because of these individuals you know it's that's not the way it works so um with that everyone um now to get into kind of some of the, the clerical stuff i suppose but um as of right now the giveaway for our crossbreed holster is still going on on Facebook and Instagram. Um, on Instagram, you like the photo on our page and tag two friends, you'll be entered. And on Facebook, if you like the picture and share it, you'll be entered. Um, you know, and if you are able to conceal carry, you hopefully you could use this holster and, you know, defend yourself if anything were to ever happen. I mean, that would be the best case scenario, obviously, in, in, in whosoever case, if that's the, you know, the case. Um, and if you are on Facebook and Instagram, you'd like do both and you'll be entered twice. 
So again, thank you to Crossbreed Holsters for making this happen. Um, again, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, social media, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you really get podcasts for. And, um, you know, thanks everyone for listening and uh, be safe. Thank <laughs> you.